Well, I think there's a bit of excitement going on, is that right? Are you excited? You know, if you're not excited about life, you need to get on the altar call because, you know, you've only got one life to live. And you may as well go hard for it. Go hard. Give it everything. Because who wants to get to the end of your life and have regret? You know, I wish I'd done more. I wish I'd given more. I wish I'd worked more. I wish I'd loved more. I wish I'd been kind more. You know, Don said to me last night, we got home late, didn't we, Jesse? And um, and so you're going to bed and you think, oh, it's nice and peaceful. And he, he leans over to me and he says, what do you think you've been placed on this? Yeah, I said, well, gosh, I was just going to sleep, thank you very much. And um, and I says, I was placed on earth to renew and restore my relationship with my father, Father God. And then I need to get in line with his pers- His purposes and his destiny for my life. That's all we're here for. You know, it's not to make... Pardon? Oh, would you guys like to sit down? Okay, you may sit down. <laughs> I'm sorry, Craig. I didn't realise you were wilting. <laughs> Have a sip of my honey as you go past. Um, yeah, we need to get in line with God's purposes. And we need to know him and we need to live passionate and excited. You know, who wants to just live a drab life? You know, go to work for 40 hours this week and do something that you really hate doing. If you hate what you're doing, find a new job. You know, sometimes the best thing that's ever happened to you is that you lost your job because then you had to think about what do I really want to do? What am I called to do? What am I passionate about? And re, yeah, that's a good word. But, you know, we need to live with God and we need to be working with his purposes and getting excited about life. So um, I'm excited about going into the new auditorium. I'm excited about what is happening in my life. And I really believe there's revival going to happen through this nation. I believe it's going to happen in this church. You know, it's a, it's a bit hard for a revival to happen while we're in here. Don says it's already happening. But you imagine if another 100 people came through those doors, it would not be social distancing, would it? It's actually not even happening now. You people online, but we're going to have lots of room next week. So welcome everybody online. We're going to, we've got a whole room in there and it's going to be excited. Exciting. We don't have the new chairs and we don't have the new screen, but it's a work in process. And I just want to thank everybody that has been part of what's going. I know people have been down here at three and four o'clock in the morning. That's their commitment. How awesome is that? But I'm just going to, you know, nothing happens without passion and nothing happens without prayer. And I've, I've had, really had this heart on my heart. I've been talking it to the team and that, that we need up the level of our prayer, not just in our personal lives. In fact, it starts in our personal lives and then it overflows into church together. You know, this is, you know, when you have a problem, and this is um, like Dylan, it's not a good thing he got cancer, but 
just the number of people and the number of groups that have got together and been praying for Dylan. And we have a, a women's chat and, and, you know, we've been praying, we've been putting things on there and praying over Dylan. Dylan doesn't even know those women, probably just knows Coral. You know Coral, you know everybody. But at any rate, and so we've been getting so passionate about Dylan's um, healing and, you know, we all love Dylan. Now, most of those girls don't even know what Dylan looks like, but they've been praying into him, praying that, you know, not only would that, that tumour shrink, but it would go completely. You know, Don had a melanoma right over his skin. It was going to be quite disgusting, his whole nose cut off and this uh, melanoma taken out. Yeah, I thought it was. <laughs> but at any rate, he went the other day and that melanoma was only the size of a pinhead. I don't know why God didn't take it all completely, but the pinhead, melanomas do not shrink. So, we, you know, there's some miracles going on. We need to get connected in the miracle zone. We need to. So I want to talk about this in, in Matthew 16, 19, 19. It says, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom. You know, God, Jesus, when he came to earth, gave us the keys of the kingdom, the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. What an amazing scripture. Are we living in this? In our lives, do we come under, you know, like what has been declared over our nation? I don't accept it. Whatever has been declared over our health, I don't accept it. Because God says we will live in perfect health. Prayer changes things and things happen when we pray. And if it isn't part of your lifestyle, just try 10 minutes a day. It's a good, it's, it's easy. And if you don't know what to say, pray in tongues. And if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, come up here at the end of the service and we would love to pray for you because the Holy Spirit is the best friend you've ever had in your life. And you know, I've, been, I've had surgeries. I've had to go into hospital have surgery and just as they, you know, they give you that happy medicine and they're wheeling you down and then all of a sudden you have that thought, oh, they're going to cut my body open and that. And you can, you can get fearful and you can start to shake. That's when you can pray in tongues and start declaring some of the words um, that are written in the Bible and you find that a peace comes. And you can be still. You know, God was clever. He gave us the word. He gave us prayer. He sent his son. Now it's up to us, guys. And we need to get excited about this. You know, like we, we should be standing up cheering when I say that um, God has given us the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Wow. I've been singing with the king kingdom of heaven this morning. You know, every time we come here on Sunday and we start worshipping, heaven joins in with us and it's like, okay, I'm hearing heaven. Heaven's singing with us. Heaven, when you're at home praying, you're not praying by yourself. The whole of heaven is praying with you. You're not alone. You know, if you don't pray, things start to happen in your life. They will happen 
You'll make wrong decisions. You'll fall into temptations. No, you won't. You will choose temptations. And bad habits. We need to pray. You know, in Matthew 26, um, I'll read it to you. Open my Bible, Julia. Open your Bible. In Matthew 26, um, 36 to 41, it says here, you know, we think we can get through life without praying. Jesus, the Son of God, took every opportunity to go and spend time with his Father. And, you know, before he went to the cross, it says, then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to his disciples, sit down while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. We get like that at times too. What is the key? I'll tell you the key. Then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little further, farther it says actually, and fell on his face and prayed saying, oh my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. You know what, what happened there? He prayed and the disciples slept. You know when God moves and he does something incredible, I do, do not want to be found sleeping. I want to be awake, on my feet and ready to go. And we need to get, we need to watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing but the flesh is weak. You know, sometimes we need to speak to our bodies. You know, oh, it's too hard, I can't do that, I've had a bad week. Well, if you've had a bad week, the best place to come to is a prayer meeting. It changes your perspective. Your perspective, it'll change your focus. It'll change everything about you. In Romans 8.31, if God is for us, who can be against us? Who can be against us? Why do we walk so fearfully when we have Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour, we're filled with the Holy Spirit, and we go out there? We need to get our lives and prayers aligned with heaven. Pick up the Bible and read it. Faith comes from by faith by hearing. I shouldn't try to walk, talk fast. Faith comes from hearing by hearing the word of God. You know, if you don't know what to pray, just pick up, pick up the word of God and start speaking it over your life and aligning your words with heaven. Amen? Many of us are listening, but we are not hearing. Sometimes we need a shake-up. And um, I shared this verse with you the other day, but I, I just want to, um, I think I need to get it into your heads. I feel like this is coming. This is coming. You know, we hear this, those Words blowing, God is blowing and he's flowing and he's doing amazing things. Well, we need to get in line with what he's doing. And I believe there's going to be a great revival comes through this land. I'm just 
excited about it. But what are you hearing? See, it's not just about me, it's you. And in um, 1 Kings 18, 34, oh, no, we'll go from 41 to 46. It says, then Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat, drink, for there is a sound of the abundance of rain. Elijah had prayed and um, they had not had rain for I think it was three years or, yeah, three and a half years. So the, the country was in drought. And then he says to, to Ahab, go up, eat and drink because the sound of rain is coming. You know, that's a bit like Noah saying, get in the ark. There's a flood coming. You know, before then, they hadn't even had rain. The whole earth was just covered with a mist. And he said, get in the boat. It's, it's going to begin to rain. There's going to be a flood. They didn't even know about rain, let alone flood. But he said, get in the boat. And, you know, I believe God's saying, get in the boat, people. Get in the boat. Because it is the sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. This is where he had defeated Baal. Baal, the spirit that comes to destroy a generation, comes to kill our babies, comes to distract our children, comes to give our young people anxiety and tell them that they have no hope. Well, I'm telling you, God's telling you, you have a future. You have a destiny. You are successful. You are the head, not the tail. This is what your God declares over you. You will not live in confusion and doubt and anxiety because God says you will, you will live and you will walk and you will take great steps of faith and you will change a nation. We need to stand up with, to these spirits. They're still around. We shouldn't be lazy and we should not be dumb because there are spirits around that will are out there to take you down. This is why we need to pray. And Elijah went up to Carmel. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his head, his face between his knees. He prayed. You know, sometimes you need to pray to get rid of the distractions. All those things that are, are pulling on you in life. And he put his head down and he heard the sound. What sound are you hearing? The voices out there of distraction of what to what God is saying. And he said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. So he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And seven times he said, Go again. Go again. Go again. So often we give up. We're praying for something. We need something. Imagine if we just prayed a nice little prayer over Dylan and said, well, there we are. No, we're not going to give up till we get what God says over Dylan's life, that he will walk in health and strength and victory. Amen? Come on, church, wake up. It's something to get excited about. Go again, go again. If you haven't got your miracle, go again. 
Then it came to pass the servant on the seventh time that he said, There is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, Go up, say to Ahab, Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. The rain is coming, the rain of God's spirit. The rain is coming over this land. Now you can sit and be an observer or you can be part of it. How exciting. Are you getting excited? Oh, my goodness. Inspire church. Live up to your name. Come on. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind and there was a heavy rain. It weren't just spits. It was heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. You know how exciting is that? In James 5, 7, it says, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. He was just like us. And he prayed earnestly. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And then in verse 18, he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its Fruit. With rain comes fruit. With a move of the Holy Spirit revival, there's going to be fruit. And we're needing people to be on their feet, ready, prepared, prayed up, knowing the word, because it's really hard to, while you're doing something, to think, oh my goodness, what does that say about that? You need to be getting prepared now. We've been saying it. We get prepared now. Revival is coming and it's messy and it's hard work. But at the end, I love this bit, at the end of it it says, then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah. The hand of the Lord is coming upon you, inspired church. And he girded up his loins, I think that's when he pulled up his pants and he got ready to run. And he ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Now Ahab was in his chariot and he had horses pulling that chariot. So they would have been going at a speed. But it says, oh, my bits are falling out. That's my dad there, Jesse. My dad comes with me every time I preach. Okay? Um, Ahab, he ran ahead of Ahab. See, the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah and energized him with passion so much that he ran in front of a horse-drawn chariot running at speed. You see, we hear all these things and, you know, there's a bit of, bad media out there about the church because whenever God's going to move, the enemy's going to come against the church. Amen? And God's going to move. Don't listen to all the media out there because God's going to energize you, fill you with passion, fill you with power to go out and bring people because they need to hear this good news. Amen? You can't keep it just for yourself. 
And with that, I believe, you know, New Zealand was a great nation. Well, it is a great nation. But many years ago, New Zealand was the greatest missionary sending nation in the world. Did you know that? Little New Zealand at the end of the earth was the greatest missionary sending nation. We need to rise up and become who we are called to be, Inspire Church. We sent out songs around the world. We sent out great leaders from this nation. And I believe God wants to do it again. He won't do it in the same way, but he is going to do it again. And, you know, we need to get aligned with what God is saying and doing. And it's so exciting. Amen. Look at that time. You know what happened? And there's something that happened there. You know, when you get excited about something and you start talking about it, there's always a negative that comes, isn't there? And, you know, there was a wicked woman in that land in that time, and her name was Jezebel. And Jezebel said, you're going to die, Elijah. And she was a pretty forceful woman. And Elijah actually went and hid for a while. But what makes me so excited is actually Elijah didn't die. In fact, Elijah is still alive and very well. Because, see, God will always overturn what the enemy said. He will not accept what the enemy declares over your lives. See, Jezebel said to Elijah, you're going to die. So what did God do? He took him up in the chariot to heaven and he didn't die. How do I know that? Because when Jesus was standing on the Mount of Configuration, who was the man that came down and stood with him? Elijah. Who's coming back in Revelation with Jesus? Elijah. You see, if we think about it and we read it, and we need to read the Old Testament for context and through to the New Testament, but you see, he never died. And the lies of Jezebel and the lies that come against your lives out there, what people declare over your lives, over what people declare over your lives Young people, if it doesn't line up with the word of God, you need to rise up. You need to stand up and you need to declare what God says over your life. Man, I'm getting excited about this. I nearly nearly sat on Pastor Jesse's lap. That would have been exciting. Wow. I've never done that before, Jesse. Good thing it's only three inches. <laughs> Well, you've fallen off the stage, so don't give me a hard time. Better, right? Aren't you excited? I can't believe you're not standing up and going, yay. No, you've got to, no, this is what I'm meaning. You need to get passionate, people. Come on. You've got the answer. You've reestablished that relationship with the one who created you who knew you before you were born, who knew you before you were conceived. This is why I don't like abortion, because God knew you before 
you were formed, before you were conceived, before you were birthed. That's what I'm falling over. It's flipping Craig's little thing. I I need a bigger stage, people. Come on. Who's going to buy me a bigger stage? Amen. I need a bigger stage. Oh, I'm excited about this. I am. I can hear the sound of revival. I can see souls coming. I can see the... The men and women and God rising up and saying, no, we will not accept what you declare over our nation. Our nation's the greatest nation on this planet. It's God's place. It has us, the cloud of the Holy Spirit over and fire, and we're going to do great things. I'm going to fall off the stage again. It's too small. Amen? Amen. I'm so... God's going to overturn. I believe he's going to overturn even some things that have been passed through our parliament. God's going to do it. I'm not looking to men. My God is far greater. He's strong and mighty. Our kids sing it to us. My God is so big, so strong and so mighty. Amen. And you know what? Maybe you need to... Start singing some kids' songs. You know, they're so exciting. I've got the joy, 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 joy. Dana Maha. <laughs> See? <laughs> you know, if, you, if you're feeling sad, just start singing it. Oh, my goodness. One day I had been having a bad day and I got in my car and I thought, I'm not accepting this. And I sang from Green High to here. I tell you what, I could have taken mountains by the time I walked through that door. See, God has given us keys. He's given us the keys, the kingdom. He has He's placed everything in our hands. Don't sit, stand up, get excited. You know, in, in 2 Chronicles 7 14, it says, If my people, if my people, I think he had to put this there because he knows how stubborn we are. And I'm not allowed to clout you so because I get growled at. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, God, we can't do it, but we have a mighty God. We need to know who is in control and put him in control of our lives if he isn't. And pray. Church, we're going to have to do some serious praying. We're going to have to have a few more prayer nights. And we, we're, I can't do it. I can't do it, but I believe why Dylan's getting his miracle is because we're in unity and we're in agreement and we're in prayer and we're standing together. We need to get to prayer. We can pray at home, but we need to get back to prayer together, okay, and seek my face. Seek my face. Align myself with the word of God. Amen? And turn from their wicked ways. You know, we have habits in our lives that maybe are family habits, cultural habits, but they're not God habits. And we just need to choose, stop doing them. Amen?
and turn from the wicked ways. And I will hear from heaven and I will hear their land, heal their land. He's going to heal our land. He's going to bring revival. He's going to restore us. And, you know, let us run in Hebrews 12, 1, it says, let us run with perseverance the race marked before us. Amen. I want to, I want to be running my race while I'm still 100. God says he'll give me energy. I'm not going to lie down. As long as you're standing up, Pam, you can do something, can't you? Amen. If you can't run, walk quickly. But God has called you for such a time as this. You're not a mistake. He knows you by name. He knew you. He placed you here. And he's saying, come on, church of the living God, rise up and let's start declaring some things over our nation. Amen. My God is strong. He's mighty. Amen. This, this church he loves because his favourites are in it. Amen. You're, and you're his favourite too, young people. Believe it or not, you're awesome. And you can do it. And you can have fun doing it. And people online. But you know what? People online, it's much more fun being here because we can lay hands on you and pray for you. And we can put our arms around you and love you. What else can we do? We can have coffee together. And I understand many of you have reasons. So when we're in the auditorium, we have all that room. Welcome home. That's what I say to you. Welcome home. We've missed you. We've missed you. And we will be ringing you to say, hey, we're missing you. Come on back. We love you. It doesn't matter what been said in the atmosphere. I was listening to some things People had been declared over some people at this conference. I says, let it go. Like I said the other day, we don't like a lot of stuff, but we love you. We love you. And we miss you. So welcome home. Church, let's get together and pull down heaven to earth. Let's see some just magnificent things happen in our nation and some things turned around, and God needs you. Don't think, oh, well, I'll stay at home. He won't miss you, me. He, he will miss you. He loves you. He looks around and says, where are they? Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. Father, I'm sorry if I got excited and ran my words together and fell off the stage, but I... I'm so passionate about what you want to do, God. I want to see your kingdom come to earth. I want to see people that are struggling, that are broken, that are hurting and need you, Father God. I want to see them come into the kingdom. I want to see their lives restored and renewed and, God, that they know there is a purpose for their lives. God, help us. 
Help us to align ourselves with everything you want to do. Help us to stand up and get ready. And God, give us a vision of what you want us, each one of us specifically to do. I thank you, God, that you have called your people by name. Each person sitting in these seats, you have called them in the seats at home. God has called you by name. And he cherishes you. He lavishes his love upon you. But he says, I have called you for a purpose, to bring revival, to Thank bring restoration. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We pray that you would activate something in your life and shift your life towards Jesus. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just click follow. We love you. Have a blessed week.